I got my eyes fixed. They put a new one in this side over here. So now I have to wear glasses to read. God has a sense of humor. It's hard to believe last night. Saul, I mean, Paul, stayed at my place. It was remarkable. We shared together all these different things that God had been doing. And we were absolutely amazed at how he continues to use prejudicial situations, problems, persecution. Over and over again, he causes his will to work out. It's incredible what he does. This morning we walked down to the beach here in Caesarea. And as we laid hands upon him, embraced him, we cried together. And I saw once again that regret in his eyes. He still calls himself the chief of sinners. And I went back some 25 years ago. 25 years it was. Then we called him Saul. And he was the chief of sinners. He was the one that was involved, directly involved, in putting Stephen to death. And then he started persecuting the entire church one by one, house by house. And I was part of it. I was one of the seven. They used to call me one of the seven filled with wisdom. Yeah, right. I wish I had the kind of wisdom they talked about. But somehow God did miraculous things. And I was able to share with the Hebraic widows and, and with the Hellenistic widows. And we were able to take the Greek and the Jewish people and put it all together. And we made it work. It was working. There was unity in the church. It was so wonderful to see it take place. And then, and then Stephen was put to death. And everything began to fall apart. Everything. Persecution left and right. Saul screaming and yelling. He was the face that we all saw when we thought of evil. And we began to think, God, is that the one we're supposed to pray for? This man who hates us so badly, and my prayer was that God would take him out. But he didn't. Instead, he took me out. I found myself forced to send my wife to Caesarea. And then Peter said, I had to go too. They were after me because I was one of the seven. They knew who the seven were. And so I left. And I thought, I'll just take the, the short route to Caesarea to meet my wife. But on the way to Samaria, yeah, there it was, on the way to Samaria, God had set me up. He had begun to make me recognize I was so prejudiced. And as I looked into the mixed blood, the faces of those people, Asian, Persian blood mixed in with the Jewish blood. They weren't Jews. They were Samaritans. They were traitors. They had given away their faith. They had chosen to live with those people. They became part of those people. There were good reasons for rejecting them. Very, very good reasons. But they kept asking those questions. And I found myself walking through the ABCs. Okay, you've got to recognize that sin is in your life. 
You have to understand that sin is going to take you down, that you're going to die forever. But the Messiah has come. If you believe the Messiah has come, believe that Jesus is the Messiah, everything will change. If you commit to him, you repent, you're baptized, everything will change. And I didn't expect it, but they all started saying, yes, I believe. Thousands, literally thousands gave their life to Christ. I was so busy baptizing, my hands were wrinkled from coming up and down from the water. I said, enough. I sent for the apostles, and sure enough, here come Peter and John. And they kept talking about something about this woman at the well. Woman at the well. I went, what are they talking about? This whole town had come to Christ. And then I remembered this story about the woman at the well in Samaria and Jesus. And I went, oh my, he had set me up. He set me up. It was wonderful. 